2: Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmer Bear. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1-800-858-858. And Climate Air Conditioning. Climate Air Conditioning and solar. Simply the best. G'day there, Red and Blue
4: Army. Thanks for joining us for another bumper episode of Red Legs Radio. Brave, but ultimately beaten by a slightly better side, the Eagles, last week in the qualifying final. So our attention turns to a Saturday afternoon first semi-final date with the Panthers at Adelaide Oval. The winner is off to a Friday night preliminary final next week while it's the end of the road for the loser. What did we do well to run Woodville West Torrens so close? What do we need to tidy up? What are the challenges the Panthers present? Football Services Manager and Senior Assistant Coach at the Norwood Football Club, Rob Harding, will have all the answers for us inside 60 seconds. Huge show, Neville Rocky Roberts, our special guest. will be hearing from him a little bit later on, a true legend of South Australian football, two-time premiership player at Norwood, kicked the ton in a season twice. Whatever the achievement, Rocky has done it. Looking forward to chatting to him. SEN commentator Paul Bonsor will be in to discuss the upcoming semi-finals. He is an Eagles man. We are expecting a little bit of gloating, but hopefully, we get a chance to have a crack at them in a fortnight and see if maybe we can have the last laugh. As always, my co-host, the Avis of Sandford, reporting proudly number two. Behind Andrew Capel at the Adelaide Advertiser, Ben Cameron, good morning. Silver, Silver good morning, Fox. good afternoon. Good to see you again. Nice to be with you, mate. Right, let's get straight into it because Rob Harding is ready to roll. He is one of the most astute footy minds in this country. Much of the last 10 years spent in strategy, opposition analysis and high performance with a number of AFL clubs and we've been blessed with his presence at Nord. And he is on the line now. Rob, welcome back.
3: Good evening, Ben and Ben. Great to join you both.
4: Great to have you uh, back with us again, Uh, mate. uh, Gee, I felt the boys got so much right for so long on Sunday afternoon. Just couldn't land that killer blow.
3: That's exactly right. It was a really interesting game. Obviously, the Eagles are probably a team that we've struggled with a little bit through this year, particularly the first time we played them um, at their ground, and then a little bit better the second time, but we felt on the weekend that there was a lot of things that we could have done a little bit better. It wasn't far off, but against the top teams, you just can't be that little bit off, so it's a, There was a lot of affirmation from within the game about what we were doing. At the same time, there was a lot of frustration that we couldn't quite get over the line. And to be you know one kick away from them with four or five minutes to go and have a shot on goal, you know, we had our opportunities there. So it's one that we've let slip a little bit. But the overwhelming feeling after the game was one of disappointment initially, but then a lot of um, positive sort of feeling, positive thought about the way we play and the way we've trained all through this year really stacks up in big games. And we saw that. Uh, when it finally got tested the way we want it to be tested, which is on Adelaide Oval in a final.
4: It's yeah, certainly tracking against the better sides. The the It's absolutely heading up, and that's really exciting to see. The, probably the one little asterisk I put alongside, in particular the second half last week, Rob, I mean, our scoring has improved week by week over the last six weeks. It just seemed to tail off a bit. We just struggled to find an ability, an avenue to goal. And look, I know it's a simplistic stat. We're out of 10 for scores four over the course of the year, but you do need to kick goals. And that just seemed the one area where we just fell down a little bit in what was a you know a real arm wrestle.
3: Yeah, you're right, Hooky. It is. And it's been a real challenge for us this year. Honestly, um, with Jade implementing a new system this year, he and I have got real strong philosophical alignment on this stuff. But we're both contest defence coaches initially. like That's what we build our game on because that's what holds up in finals. And the scoring comes on the back of that. And what we found this year is our scoring's fluctuated a little bit throughout the season. And I think as much as anything on the back of – Probably a real changing mix in our forward line. So, if you look back to round one, when um, we had a great game on Thursday night against Port Adelaide, we went in that night with Jackson Callow, Tom Wagner, Harry Board as our three tools. We go into a final on the weekend, um, and it's Cam Shenton who's been forward for the second half of the year, Lenny Pascoe has been a great story in yeah. the last eight weeks to come in and play, Tristan Binder who's been a revelation through the second half of this year, and Cole Gerloff who's been in and out of the side throughout the year. So, that mix of tools is very different, and I think that has um, had an impact on our scoring ability, not through anything that those guys are doing wrong, but just through the continuity of the forward six being able to work together. And then for the midfielders in particular to be able to build those connections with those forwards. So that was one side of it, I think, certainly through the second half. Um, When we reviewed it, there were a number of opportunities we left on the table, whether they were missed kicks to forwards inside 50, a little bit of rushing, I think, in our forward half. There was times where we could have just let the play unfold a little bit more and give ourselves a bit of a better look going into our forward line. Um, And particularly in the first half, we had a long period through the second quarter where we were able to generate repeat entries and play the game in our half and just didn't quite get the scoreboard reward for it. And unfortunately, what can happen sometimes in those is when you don't get that reward, sometimes the oppo goes down and scores one quickly back the other way and it can be a bit frustrating and deflating. But we generated more than enough opportunities. We had 49 inside 50s, I think Mm. it was, uh, more than the Eagles. So we played the game a lot how we wanted, but you're right, it was a bit of that finishing at the end that we needed.
5: I was a bit the same, Rob. I thought, you know obviously shattering to lose but then I thought gee whiz we got within you know seven points of of the Eagles which is a pretty bloody good performance but I looked looked over the tape and it just sort of felt you know we were well positioned for that win and there were five or six chances in that last quarter might have been a lack of poise I'm not sure but yeah I just I really felt that we should have won there were a couple of really good chances to, to score goals that was that was your belief as well.
3: Yeah, it was. That was our feeling as well. We did have some really good opportunities in the last quarter in particular, and a bit of that that does just come down to finishing at the end. And um, Look, if you'd said to us at the start of the day that we keep the Eagles to 45 marks, I think it was. um, We had a high tackle rate, which is really important for us. We generated more entries than them, which is important for us. They beat us around the contest, and that was a bit frustrating um, for us, and that's probably what allowed them some speed of ball through the midfield. Um, It was a very contested game neither team was really able to change angles and shift the ball too much a lot of it was played in straight lines up and down the wings Um, and the Eagles are really good at getting numbers back so that's the other thing their midfield works hard back defensively and then that really kick-starts their ball movement on turnover and uh, we felt that we probably didn't get with them enough as we were going forward so it meant that our forwards or our players in our forward half were competing outnumbered a little bit and that probably contributed to uh, a little bit the feeling of needing to rush to get the ball forward before those numbers got back. Mm. Uh, but also that we were kicking to their numbers a little bit at time. So the real little things for us to work on. And as I mentioned before, that was the big sort of theme out of the review when we went through it on Monday night was that all the things that we felt prevented us from getting over the line against the Eagles were things were, that were things that were within our control. Um, they were things that we can really rectify quite easily um, as we go forward this week, looking ahead to South Adelaide and, um, you know, the improvement, I think, in the way we've played throughout this year has been seen from the games against the Eagles, from the first one um, at Woodville to the second one um, here at Cooper Stadium. And then the third one, obviously, on the weekend, um, you can see that trajectory that we're on throughout the year. And if we just tighten up some of those little um, points around the contest, a little bit of our attacking play, then I think we'd be in pretty good shape going forward.
2: Well, you
5: mentioned at the start that we struggled against the Eagles. What do you think are the main reasons why we do?
3: I think the Eagles are obviously the premiership team last year. They, they challenge you in a number of ways. They've got a, a strong, deep midfield. Their forward line is fantastic. Obviously, they've got tons of talent up there. But um, really, there's been a couple of players in particular that have hurt us and have um, been able to get their ball movement and their attacking play open. And we love that. They, we know that they love to take the game on and shift the ball back through the corridor. And the first time, they got just too much easy ball through the middle of the ground. Um, and that was a real challenge for us. We were able to tighten that up a little bit the second time when we played them at home. Um, and we really did a much better job of that on the weekend. But, uh, look, they're a well-organized, they're a well drilled team. Uh, they play with some flair and they take the game on, which is fantastic to watch. Um, we really like the way they go about it. We love playing against them because it challenges our players to be at their best. And we saw on the weekend, if you're a little bit off against the Riley Knight, a little bit off against the Signer, a little bit off against the Kobe much, a little bit off against the Cheetahs, mm. they expose you. Mm. And um, that's what they were able to do to us a little bit on the weekend. Uh, Less so than they have been previously. Um, Hopefully we get to play them again over the next couple of weeks and uh, we can go one better. So
5: signs of improvement, Hookie, obviously.
4: Yeah, definitely. And uh, look, we don't have to worry about the Eagles now for another week and a half, I guess. We do have to turn our attention to uh, the big game against the Panthers on the weekend. They look pretty good, Rob, against North, I thought, in the early game. Um, we've had the wood over them, of course, over the course of this year. Just for people like me who you know sit in the stands and watch a little bit uneducated, what are the things that you think South do well and what are the things that we'll have to do well to, to account for them on Saturday afternoon?
3: I think there's some similarities to the Eagles a bit in um, how they move the ball and how attacking they can be. So we saw earlier in the year that they were able to win their first five games of the year uh, before we played them. Um, fortunately, we were the first team to, to knock them off um, early in the year. And the way they set up with Broadbent in particular off halfback, and he's played a little bit more midfield in um, in recent weeks before he had the injury. We expect him to come back in this week. Uh, but they were able to play that real attack defensively to, to shut them down. So they've got that. Then they've also got some strength for the midfield, obviously, as well. So... Um, When you get a player the quality of Bryce Gibbs sitting in there Um, it's an incredible weapon to have sitting there when he's going to win plenty of clearances Uh, guys like Joel Cross obviously fantastic player for a long period of time I think it was his 200th when we played them um, last time in round 10 so um, and I really like Haynes behind the ball as a sort of intercepting defender and he can come up and play a bit on the wing as well so there's a lot of weapons across the ground and um, they'll also have in their forward half um, Horn who will most likely be the first live pick outside of Nick Dacos potentially in the draft Mm. so uh, there's talent across the board in the South Adelaide team. And the two games we've played against them have been really interesting. Obviously, they carried really good form in the first time when we were able to knock them off. We played them five weeks later. So we played them in Round 5 and Round 10, and we haven't played them since. So both teams have changed a little bit, I think, since the last time we played them. Um, but it's going to be a fantastic challenge, and you're right, they were fantastic against North Adelaide um, on the weekend.
4: Uh, very quickly, can't uh, let you go just without picking your brains. I know it's a couple of days away, so we're not exactly sure. Brad McKenzie, Paul Puopolo, any chance are either of those boys?
3: Yeah, they both trained really well last night, so we've uh, been really fortunate. We've got a really fit squad at the moment, so it's a great credit to our medical team and our high-performance manager, Taylor Jack, um, who's done a fantastic job with this group this year, and Um, we're able to carry a really strong squad, a really fit squad into finals. Um, Those two boys are going to be right in the mix for selection. It's a very difficult selection this week, I will tell you and tell (laughs) all the listeners. It's going to be a tough one, but um, we had a good discussion on it last night. We'll keep working through it over the next couple of days and pick the best team. And One thing we've been really consistent with this year is we pick fit teams. Um, We don't like carrying players in that are underdone or carrying little bits of of injury in. Um, Finals really challenges you with that as a coaching group. It really challenges your selection process, but I think we've had good integrity in our selection this year and those two boys will be right in the calculation there's a number of guys putting some pressure on from underneath which is exactly what you want at this time of year
4: rob always a fascinating discussion love hearing your thoughts on football uh, love what you're doing for the football club as well and uh, thank you so much for your time this evening on redlegs radio
3: thanks very much ben and ben and to all our redlegs members out there we can't wait to see you on the weekend on saturday afternoon at our game and um, I'm always good at this sort of stuff, both you would know. I always try and pump up some of the things that we have on offer. And if you get onto the Norwood website um, today, you'll be able to see a new range of merchandises out there for finals at the moment. I'd love to see Adelaide Oval decked out in as much red and blue as possible um, on the weekend. The noise was really noticeable. Jade and I are both down on the bench at the moment as part of our coaching group. And the noise when we kick goals and when we get a bit of a run on is fantastic at Adelaide Oval. And... Can't wait to hear the Red and Blue Army out in force again on Saturday afternoon. Good on you, Rob.
4: Just like uh, us, you are very keen to hear the Red and Blue Army roaring over the course of the afternoon. Hopefully that's enough to carry our boys over the Panthers. Appreciate your time on Redlegs Radio. Thanks, boys. He's an absolute ripper, Rob Harding. I tell you what, you only got to ask three questions, you get 15 answers from Rob. He is uh, absolutely right on his game footy, with this sort of stuff. Footy school, is in, hooky. <laughs> We are off to a break. Don't go away on the other side. We're catching up with Neville Rocky Roberts. You're listening to Red Legs Radio.
2: You're listening to Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to PalmerBet. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gamblers Helpline on 1800 858 858. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmerbet, Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1800 858 858.
4: Yeah, welcome back to Redlegs Radio. Well, if you loved your footy in the 70s and 80s, then our next guest will be virtually a household name. A too great, a true great, of what, not just one, but two football clubs here in South Australia. A champion at West Torrens in two stints either side of three seasons at Richmond in the VFL. He joined Neil Barnett norwood at the beginning of the 82 season and was instrumental in not not just one, but two premierships. Club captain and South Australian captain during the 80s. Kicked a century twice. Team of the century, Sandville Hall of Fame. Absolute legend of the game. Neville Roberts, welcome to Redlegs Radio.
1: G'day, Benny. Thank you very much for having me.
4: Great to have you on board. Now, mate, am I right in saying that you're about to be hopping on the operating table very shortly?
1: <laughs> I shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> yes, I've got, a, uh, I've got a bit more steel going into my body, I'm having a little shoulder reconstruction this afternoon. And uh a bit too much wear and tear, mate. I don't... Uh, I've had too many of them, I think, at this stage. We,
4: we were joking um, before you came on the program that um, we reckon you've uh, been responsible for a lot of holiday homes and a lot of uh, big extensions
1: of surgeons around Adelaide. Yeah, I've, I've, I've uh, paid my due uh, tax, and I, as I mentioned to you, off here some time, but uh, some of them are now my best mates, so no wonder. and uh, <laughs> I don't give any of it back. I can tell you, <laughs> happy to take it, but not much coming back my way. But anyway, we're lucky we've uh, we've got uh, so much good uh, medical technology. Uh, 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 gradually rebuilding my body. I've had a couple of hip replaced. You've you know, got a um, fair, a fair bit of steel in there, have
5: you, Nev? Sorry, you've already got a bit of steel in there already in your in your body. Yeah, I've
1: had two uh,
5: two hip replacements. Uh, over the last uh, fifty, I had one in
1: two thousand actually, just before I coached Nord an and then I had one in two thousand and ten, uh, and so shoulder reconstruction five years ago, another one today, and uh, but anyway, that's okay. It was all good fun, and uh, but uh, ultimately, a lot of that stuff catches up with you. And uh, I look at the a lot of the players today, you know, playing at this high volume, high impact game, and they won't get out of it any better than most of us uh, old blokes. I don't think they're in for a pretty hard run with their bodies when they get older.
4: Neville, take us back to the 1980s, state-of-origin football. Sandful footy was absolutely at its finest. I mean, they're distant memories,
1: but I would imagine still very fond for you. Oh, they're, they're, they are great memories. When people ask you about, you know, your, your uh, favourite games or, you know, uh, memories you have, it's impossible to go past state games. I mean, they they're a little bit individual because not everyone gets to play them, but... It was such a big event on the sporting calendar in South Australia. Played at night, Pack Stadium, um, and uh, the competition was just electric, wasn't it? You know, we um, on, on many occasions got. Uh, I remember one night where uh, I played with uh, um, Peter Motley and uh, uh, Bradley, and Kernahan kicked ten, and <laughs> Motley stood on our shoulders and took a uh, mark in the square. He took uh, Gary Ablett apart. We lost that by five points. And uh, so they're exciting games and uh, a colossal part of footy. And I, I would dare to say that people would love to see that's you know, that competition, particularly uh, the, the interstate competition, played again. But uh, the calendar just doesn't seem to provide for it anymore.
5: Is it also a little bit too difficult, you know, with players, large contracts, they don't want to get injured playing for the state? Do you think that might have impacted um, the, the momentum of of state matches cuz I remember a game in the I think it was 93 at uh, Footy Park between Victoria and SA and still one of the best games of footy I've ever seen god it was just so electric um the skills yeah. were incredible
1: Look I think you're on the money there and and more so today probably than back then but I recall in uh, well it was 85 when uh, South Australia beat Victoria and I pulled out of that game with a, we played on a Tuesday night in Melbourne against uh, Richmond, I think. And I thought I'd twigged a hamstring. Ham, uh, Bob Hammond was uh, uh, coaching that, that side. And he gave me to the Sunday to see how I was going to go. But I was really, I mean, we were, we were, we were going pretty well in 85. Um, and I was just nervous about you know, playing another game quickly because we had a week off given the state game. Um, and I pulled out and I, <laughs> I regret that so much because South Australia won that game and I, I uh, made way for uh, the great president from West Adelaide and Geelong. and uh, he, uh, <laughs> he's very grateful. He kicked a heap of goals and uh, it was one of those uh, games that uh, uh, you know he he will never forget in his life. and uh, but you know that, that crossed my mind. So yeah, I think it was on our minds back in those days it's certainly more important now, and the game is designed now. Probably around the list that they can't grow the list any larger. So how do we protect the players? And so then we've got bigger benches, we've got shorter times, we've got uh, a game that's uh, trying to get impact and uh, dangerous tackles out of it. So you're on the money there,
5: Neville Roger. Here I, my I got here in 1985, and I'd seen the telecast in Hobart of that win in 1984. And Neil Balm, we were doing the radio and the television and. uh, It was such a wonderful atmosphere every time you involved calling Norwood at the parade. But uh, what about Barmy? Do you think he might come back?
1: He he did consider it because Mark Rashudo's been a great fan of Barmy's. Right back to seventeen when Richmond won their first flag in this era, and I remember sitting on a plane with uh, or near uh, Rashudo and his good wife, and or Mark, I should say, and he was asking me about Barmy then and uh, the influences he had. There's no doubt he, he he's made his mark and and everybody knows the influence he has at a club. He's, he's non frictional He he has a man you know a, a capability to calm calm the troops and um uh, and he's very very cohesive. Knows a lot about management. Knows a lot about business. Knows a lot about footy. So uh, quite rightly, Mark's been chasing him since 17, and he very nearly came last year, but had a health incident just during those negotiations, and he did ring me and ask me about it. And I said, well, it's a big Big job. The crows were struggling uh, at that stage. If you remember, in you know October uh, twenty, they were um, you know changing personnel everywhere, and uh, uh, life wasn't uh, um, uh, very buoyant for most people in the club. So, but he was very confident he could help them, and he I, I feel he might have almost came come at that stage, mm-hmm. although he was arguing with himself internally about where his legacy should be, given he only had a couple of years left in four or four or so, and whether it should be at Richmond, but. Ultimately, the, uh, the health scare stopped him, and um, uh, there was a report recently it was coming, but it was uh, withdrawn. So, and I haven't spoken to him about it. Uh, I thought he—I'd um, be very angry with him if he uh, didn't ring me and tell me he was coming before I read it in the press. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
5: he, he got you to, to to Norwood, didn't he, Rocky? Basically, it was a choice. I'd
1: uh, I'd made a decision to leave West Torrens, and I did talk to Port Adelaide at length because I knew. John Carl really Rock, was well it, was in those that,
5: days. Was, was that a, a big deal back then? Oh, it was enormous. Sorry. I was only three. <laughs> I, even <laughs> I can I answer I was that. only three years old, so...
1: <laughs> oh, now you're making me feel... <laughs> oh, dear, I don't want to look in the mirror anymore. Uh, it was a huge decision because I was captain of West Torrens, and uh, West Torrens were... Uh, and, and, look, I, I have enormous respect for West Torrens. I, I, I'm i gra- grateful and have a lot of gratitude for them, uh, you know, if you like, uh giving me a pathway to football, trusting me, playing me, helping me. Um, and I, I I respect that club greatly. But they got themselves into a terrible position with management. Uh, they had Neil Curley coaching. That's what really got me back from Richmond. Um, I would have otherwise come back, probably. And then he got sacked. And the president of the club took over, which was uh, Lindsay Head. And, you know, history will say that, that probably that... Um, uh, wasn't the best appointment at the time but i think regardless of whether uh, Lindsay could coach or not sacking the premier coach in the competition was just really outrageous and mm-hmm. at that stage i thought well and i'd had a lot of injuries i was i don't know how old i was 25 26 i thought if i don't make a move i'm not going to win a flag i missed mm-hmm. out at richmond and uh so it was either port or nord and of course barmy was probably one of my closest mates and I'm probably always going to win it, but um, I did talk to Jack uh, at length um, for, about going to port, so it was one or the other.
4: Wow, I tell you what, that would have been uh, – that's that's a great story now, isn't it, Roger? <laughs> Rogers looking looking over at me going, oh, I wish he'd known that uh, 35 years ago or whatever it was. You talk about coaching, uh, Lindsay Head, you talked about Neil Bum. What about your own coaching career, Rocky? I mean, um, you actually had some very good success. You coached the reserves at Norwood to a premiership. You had a couple of years at Norwood, uh, I reckon 2000, 2001. You made the finals both times. Uh, you know, It's, it's obviously you, you would have loved to have done better in your time at Norwood, but was it something that you just lost the passion for or why did you never really go on with that? Uh, I got sacked.
1: <laughs> it's, like, it's like death and taxes coaching football, Ted. You're always going to get sacked. But yeah. uh, I remember Barmy rang me after that and he said, now, what are you going to do? you Are going to carry on like a sook like Kevin Bartlett did at Richmond or are you going to go back and have a drink in the bar? And uh, I was feeling a bit sorry for myself. <laughs> I thought, well, that's a good call. You, know, it's, uh, you, you take those jobs on knowing what the outcomes will be eventually. And going back on it, I thought that, you know, we didn't do too badly. We had pretty good cattle. um, And I had no excuses for where we finished. I was told when I took the job that if I didn't win a flag in two years, I wouldn't have my job. So that that was a bit brutal. But I think when you take a first-year coach on, you've probably got to look at five years. And not unlike, and I'm not putting myself in that category, but not unlike... Bobby Thompson, who they could have walked away from at Geelong and Barmy was there. Not unlike Hardwick, they could have walked away from in, in 17. They didn't. Um, it takes. It, it really takes a two years to actually know what you're doing. You look at the game when you start coaching as you would as a player. Two or three years later, you're not looking at it as a player anymore. You're seeing things you didn't see two years ago. Uh, I think you grow and you mature in terms of your relationships with your players. You don't treat them as friends. You treat them as assets. And... You manage them better. You certainly have a paternal role with them, but I, I just didn't get that opportunity. And, and and quite frankly, when I when it happened, I thought, well, you know what, I've I've, I've had a taste. I've got it out of my system, and I was uh, pretty uh, busy with other things. And I mm-hmm. thought, well, I'll I'll leave it there. So uh, yeah, I essentially did walk away and uh, and, and done some cameo things, but uh, never full time again.
5: Well, Carlton could probably use a bit of your common sense, <laughs> I reckon, uh, Rocky, giving uh, Teague and Bolton, you know, a pretty short apprenticeship. But um, can I just take you back to uh, the late 70s and, and leaving Richmond? You had three years at Richmond and then came back yeah. to SA. Um, any regrets with that move?
1: Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't ask me that. I've, <laughs> I've lived my life saying, <laughs> you're picking my pesky, brain.
5: Pesky journos.
1: Oh, I think when you get older, you're sort of a bit more pragmatic about regrets. There's nothing wrong with having a regret, and it, it is a regret. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And uh, and and I had a lovely incident this year with Richmond. Barmy asked me to present a jumper to yeah, i the name of the young kid uh, to the young kid who came through from West Torrens, uh, ex launceston played a couple of premierships there, premiership with West Torrens in in 20 and got his jumper playing against the, the Crows here at Adelaide Oval. And, and I was asked to present the jumpers there. Barmy said, which was lovely, he said, we should have never let Neville go home. And I guess it reflects the, the times, you know. In those days, we didn't have managers. I was 19 when I went to Richmond and I was... Uh, distracted with all those things young men get distracted with. And if I'd had a manager, I probably would never have turned around. Ian Stewart wanted me to come to South Melbourne, uh, no. offered me a huge money to go there, and I didn't go there. And Curley had a big influence on me. Um, and before I knew where I was, I was back in Adelaide. Mm. And uh, it, it, was, uh, it, it wasn't a well-thought-out decision. And, you know, I, I had... I guess you've got to be careful what you wish for. I mean... You know, Peter Motley's a, a good friend of mine, a lovely man. And, mm. you know, you say, well, you know, I, I was lucky to have a career. I, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't fall on a hard time like he did. I mean, he had a career up to 23 that most of us are jealous of after 14 years of playing. Mm. I mean, he's all Australian, best and fairest, you know, state of origin. Um, uh, and um, But we all know the tragedy that he went through. So you don't know what what will happen If you you don't, uh, you know, with with the sliding doors moments in your life and I came back to Adelaide and I'm not unhappy with that decision in retrospect of my career. I'm proud of it. You know, family, friends, lifelong friends in footy. So um, it's a a small regret tempered with, you know, a a lot of very, very fortunate uh, parts of my life here.
4: Uh, you're justifiably very proud of your football career. We're very proud that you're such a significant part of the Norwood Football Club. Neville Rocky Roberts, just a thrill to have you here on Redlegs Radio.
1: Thanks for joining us. I oh, I really appreciate you asking me. It's nice to be remembered.
4: <laughs> and uh, we'll hope, Alrighty, hopefully we'll get you on next year when you've got your new bionic shoulder ready to roll. <laughs> anytime. I'll be looking forward to it. Good luck with the surgery. Neville Roberts there, our special guest. Don't go away. There's plenty more to take you through on Redlegs Radio.
2: You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmerbet, Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1800 858 858. Listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climate Air Conditioning. Climate Air Conditioning and Solar, simply the best.
4: Yeah, you're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook and Ben Cameron. If you've just tuned in, I tell you what, you need to get onto the podcast and listen to it there because we've had Rob Harding, the, the football services manager of the football club and one of the most esteemed minds in Australian rules football taking us through what is going on ahead of the first semi semi-final between Norwood and South Adelaide on the weekend. And Neville Rocky Roberts, the legend of South Australian football, a champion of the Norwood Football Club, uh, joined us just before it was absolutely wonderful to chat to him ben cameron you and i on a regular basis we put together a segment called uh the Sandful stock market it's thanks to findex financials uh we've buy- been
5: on ice for a few months probably for good reason well no we've had that, we've had that many super guests <laughs> cameron hook and associates i think <laughs> went bust about eight rounds yeah
4: we, we, i kept i kept selling <laughs> my glenelg shares off exactly. and uh yeah i but we're the, back. They're absolutely but sky high now. Right. Okay. So here's the game. It's thanks to Findex Financials. Uh, you choose to buy a Sandful stock, hold a Sandful stock, and sell a Sandful stock. I'll get your buy first it's, up, please, taken mate.
5: me all year to get this right, but I reckon we're on the money now. I'm going to buy Norwood. Okay. Lost. Obviously, would have lost a bit of value. Yep. But I'm tipping us to have that resurgence. Get a win this week, and then after that, who knows?
4: I'm going to buy the SANFL Tribunal. I'm going to buy shares in it. Do you know why? Because it's at rock bottom. It's actually been a bit of a blight yeah, on the competition. You,
5: you've made a few comments uh, about it. What's what's your biggest beef? It,
4: it's just too soft. It comes yeah. from another era, and I think okay. I think what will happen is I think it'll get beefed up quite significantly mm. over the off season, and penalties will be uh, increased to it, something it, with is, what society. Expects of a proper state league football. Has competition. there been
5: one particular incident you reckon that the have they've really hit them with the wet lettuce leaf?
4: Oh, there, yeah, there was one in particular, and uh, I, I, you've Pedro, you've, Pedro, Nick, Pedro, knocked out. Yep,
5: only got two weeks. Yeah, yeah, there was.
4: They, 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 it's just that, that, that you know early guilty plea you mm. know, Everyone's getting reprimands. Mm. I think that'll get mm. tidied up and I hope so Because I really think that's one thing that This league that I love has lacked And that's a really yep. uh, robust tribunal So that's my buy What's your sell, please?
5: Uh, I'm selling south Righto
4: So mm. you're going to buy Norwood, sell south So yep. uh, one yep. begets the other, of yep. course Pretty reasonable South
5: have had a good run But they haven't won uh, more than two in a row since the start of the season. And I think that form line will continue. And as I mentioned before, we know how to bring Bryce Gibbs down. We've um, kept him to 24 touches and below twice this year, which has only happened six times this year. So I think we're well-placed. I'm going to sell the
4: West Adelaide Football Club because I reckon they're at rock bottom. I'm loving this
5: hooky. This is really left field.
4: They're at rock bottom. And I actually think that the league has a responsibility to give them a little bit of support. So if I make the point, if I go to country football, they uh, issue points, right? And basically, if you've been bottom for the last three years, you get more points for your recruits. So you can recruit a guy, an an extra player from outside to help you along. In the AFL, if you're struggling, if you finish bottom you get the number one draft pick. You get high draft picks to be able to Mm. recuperate and improve. West Adelaide doesn't get anything like that. I think it's actually time that the SANFL comes up with a system to assist clubs that are struggling. Mm. Now, West Adelaide is struggling. Let's not... You know, sugarcoat six that. Six
5: points in a, in a full game of footy. Correct. So, yeah, yes. So I would,
4: I would like to see a method. I'm not exactly sure what that is, but I'd love to see the Sandful come up with a method that allows West Adelaide, gives West Adelaide a bit of a leg up. That's what I'd like to see. But it won't happen, and that's why I'm selling the blood. have got the
5: right coach? Yeah, definitely. Now, I'm, I'm a big yeah. rat. A big rap for uh, Gotchie, good bloke, excellent. Is he too much of a good bloke? Does he no. need to get the big stick out more often? No,
4: well, look, maybe. Um, but you know, he did a very good job with South. I think uh, mm. over time he's the right man for West Adelaide. But it's a very, very tough job. They're they're under resourced, they're undermanned, uh, and just sometimes you need a bit of assistance. And I reckon mm. that is time quickly because uh, we're going to have to get to a break before we catch up with Paul Bonsor. What are you holding?
5: Holding those bays, mate. The base? The team that you want to get rid of. Stay strong with. I don't want to get rid of them. I just think that
4: they're, they're a big chance of wobbling. Everything's gone right, right throughout the year. But I just reckon the draw has been a little bit unkind should be with a fantastic
5: COVID. game of footy, though. I'm looking forward to yeah, it. I reckon it'll be yeah. a cracker. I think both yeah. games
4: will be really exciting Absolutely. this weekend. We've had a great final series already. And I reckon we've got uh, a couple of fantastic games coming up this week. I am going to put a hold on the top-ups for the Crows and Port Adelaide players. So I'm going a little bit left of centre here. I just think the SNFL needs to stand strong with these two clubs and say, yes, look, I know that you'd love to be playing finals and potentially pushing for a premiership, but that is not what you're about. You are going to have to just struggle along as a relative also-ran because the alternative, if you make Port Adelaide and you make Adelaide stronger and you go just a whisker too far and suddenly we've got in the SANFL competition Port Adelaide playing the Crows in a grand final that will absolutely cheese off every traditional fan in this competition and I just don't reckon that works So I am imploring the SANFL to stay strong uh, with the top ups that they issue to these players I new segment
5: here Hookie. I reckon one where you just tee off
4: just go bombshells everywhere this has
5: been the best stock market by a mile <laughs> uh, a bit of
4: entertainment uh, Now, did you just tell me what you're holding? Bays. You're holding the Bays, of course. Yes, we did say that. My
5: lesson for trying to sell them earlier in the year.
4: We'll wrap those up. I'm buying the SNFL Tribunal because I reckon they're going to beef it up next year. I'm selling West Adelaide because I reckon that the SNFL needs to do more for them, and they're not, and I'm holding the Crows and Port Top ups because I think they need to stay strong. You Mm -hmm. are going to buy Norwood because you're a big believer they'll win this week. Correct. You're going to sell South Adelaide because, as a result, you'll think South Adelaide will be out of the competition Mm -hmm. by uh, Mm -hmm. 6 p.m. on Saturday. And you're hanging on to the Bays. You reckon they're the premiership favourites.
5: Pretty conservative tips compared to yours. Fair
4: enough. Right. Okay, well, uh, that's the Sandful stock market. Thanks to Findex Financials for another week. Hopefully we find some time to sneak that in next week as well. We are off to a break. On the other side, we're going to talk about uh, the two big semifinals that come up on the weekend. To help us with that, it's the SEN lead commentator. I reckon we've moved Miles Fitzner up now. So Paul Bonsor to join us. He's also the host of Eagles Radio. I imagine we'll get a bit of grief from him after the Eagles knocked us off. But it's going to be great to chat to him about the two big Semi-finals coming up this weekend, don't go away. You're listening to Redlegs Radio.
2: You're listening to Redlegs Radio and with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climate Air Conditioning. Climate Air Conditioning and Solar, simply the best. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climate Air Conditioning. Climate Air Conditioning and Solar, simply the best.
4: Final term here at Red Legs Radio. I've had a massive show, of course. We caught up with Rob Harding. We spoke to the legend of South Australian football, in particular the Norwood Football Club, Neville Rocky Roberts. Another legend has joined us, uh, SEN commentator and host of Eagles Radio, Paul Bonsaw. Right, mate, come on. You knocked us over on the weekend. Give too, it to too us. Kind, it too kind, too kind,
0: uh, Ben. It's, uh, great to be on the show. And I feel a little bit awkward in this studio at the moment with the big Red Legs sign up there. But no, look... Um, uh, it, it was a it was a really good game of footy. Absolutely, like yeah. really tough and hard finals footy. I thought both teams gave everything, left nothing behind. In the end, I thought the Eagles just a little bit more polish. A stangle up forward was yep. outstanding. True, I mean, that, and, and probably the difference.
4: That run up, uh, that, that he was, the ball was out in front of. I can't even remember where it was. It might have been second or third term. Running yep. at full tilt, picked up a ball that was sort of about knee height, and just charged through and kicks a goal. I mean, that is elite level football at state at in a state league competition, isn't
0: it? It certainly was. And there were two players on the day last week that made it look like a dry day, even though it was mm. wet. One was Bryce Gibbs in the first game. Mm. I thought he was elite. And uh, Stengel just looked like he was at another level. And he probably is, to be honest.
4: But both teams would take plenty out of that. I mean, I really feel like Eagles have got a great shot against Glenelg, who are a bit bereft of football. I was going back through the season. Basically, they've played eight games in the last... 15 weeks yes I mean they've missed a lot of football Glenelg and that is port proof that that's not a great way to go into a final series but Norwood as well have struggled against the Eagles this year I thought their preparation for a first semi-final was first class with a real tough hard arm wrestle like that
0: yeah their run into the finals was very very good I thought uh, Jade Rollins done an excellent job putting the team together and their their midfield started to get a lot of the footy as the season ended so the likes of Grig and Rokar. Rokar I'm a huge fan of. I mm. think he's an outstanding footballer, uh, and he's a big part of Nord's success this mm. year. And mm. I, th- I think if if uh, they get across the line against South, he, you know, Nick Rokar will be a big part of that. Mm.
5: Do you think we can read much into the last time you guys played Glenelg? I guess it was round 12, fairly close match. Can we read much into that, or is it oh, too, I, I th- too long ago now?
0: Oh, no, I think Glenelg the best side in the competition. Yeah. Um you know, just just sort of putting my commentator's hat on my Eagles one-to-one side, I, I think Glenelg are the team to beat. They have been all year. Yes, they lost the last minor round to Port. Port had a very good side that day. Glenelg started poorly that day as well. And by the time, you know, there just wasn't, I guess they were a little bit off the boil. No Luke Partington in that side mm. either in that last game. So I think they're the best side. They're the team to beat. But... Uh, uh, yeah little little things maybe maybe Hmm. things taken out maybe maybe the coaches learn more about games than the players do as far as remembering you know last time this happened this happened I think more Jade Sheedy might take more out of that game
5: I was going to ask what you thought Sheeds would have taken out of the game on Sunday I know he's a very competitive man and at the end of the day, that he, he's won, but um, maybe Norwood got a little bit too close for his I, liking.
0: I know he was very happy with the win, because walking across <laughs> the Oval, just as he was about 30 metres from going down to the rooms, he punched the air and was waving at someone and Win's had a, a big win. smile on his face. So he was wrapped with the win, and to keep that double chance. Uh, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think he's going okay. He's got a couple of tough decisions to make. He's got some players who could come into that. Bomberto? Yeah, Vomberto's one left out. A bit of a surprise because he more, more played the last few years. do weather,
5: do you feel? Uh, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. probably. But still a tough decision on Jake Vomberto, who's been mm. part of that forward line. Hasn't been in fantastic form, but tough decision. But he's decision. part of the furniture, so it's a yeah, really big decision. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you've got Dame McFarlane, who's played a, a couple of games oh, in the yes. reserves now. Whether he comes back into that side.
5: I haven't followed the Eagles too closely mm. the last few rounds, but... I've seen him play, and he's a star. How did yeah. he end up back in the twos? Uh, injury. In- injury? Yeah, yeah, so just coming have back to have been. coming back
0: through yeah, injury. Yeah, and the yeah, same yeah. with uh, Clay Cameron, who was a big part of the back line. Now, Rory Lehman goes down injured, does a hammy. So maybe Cameron comes
4: back in for Lehman. Not sure. Bonds, I'm interested in your thoughts on this, and Camo, feel free to weigh in here as well. Uh, Glenelg have had the week off. The Eagles... Uh, six-day break and if you lose this you've got a six-day break into the uh, preliminary final as well now you know purely from a fan perspective I love the fact that we've got away from just Sunday after Sunday after Sunday I think Saturday is going to be great this week and next week will be wonderful to see um, the Friday night preliminary final before the AFLGF but are you worried that that's a big ask to come back from a six-day break tough game wet conditions against a side who's had a week off Uh, certainly, it certainly advantages Glenelg, I think,
0: but it's also a final. Mm. So as a player, you just get up, don't Mm. you? Mm. I think so. You're playing a semi-final. You just, you you leave nothing in the sheds.
5: It's a question of inches, I suppose, when you just need that little bit of extra recovery. I've got no doubt the Eagles will be up for the game, but if you've. Only got that six day break. It's it's a fair point, I guess. Mm. You know,
4: let's let's spin it around the room very quickly. Uh, Norwood versus South Adelaide on Saturday. I'll start with you, Bonds. Who wins and why? Uh,
0: I think Norwood win. I was impressed with the way they played. Um, I, I like South Adelaide, but I think they're just probably a couple of players short mm. of Norwood's standard. Um, and I, and I think it's a battle of the midfields, and I think Norwood's midfield is just stronger.
5: Yeah, Norwood I- know how to bring bring down Bryce Gibbs have kept him to 24 touches and under twice this year. It's only happened six times this year. Does Kennelly take so, him? What do you, what do you think? Hooky? Well, Kennelly's done a very Ro- good job. Ro- I Ro- mean, Rokar did earlier in the year, I remember you saying, it might have been round five, the, the did a good job on Gibbs.
4: The one thing I like about Norwood, and this is part of Jade, uh, Jade Rawlings' philosophy, is that you share those jobs around. Yeah. So one week it's your responsibility to take that, and then the next week you get freed up and it'll be someone else who's got to stand up and sort of sacrifice their own yep. game. And I feel yep. like all of those guys have been very good with with making that stance. I'm a big believer that Norwood win from here too. I think South are on a, a bit of a positive trajectory, but it just seemed to me like North Adelaide just ran out of steam in the last three weeks of the year, beaten by Norwood. Norwood belted by Sturt, and then bit of a hiding to nothing in the elimination final. I think and Went the down. Stats
5: favour us actually, hooky. Mm. Panthers haven't won more than two in a row since round since the opening four rounds when they won four on, on the spin. So those stats alone, you know, it's a basic stat, but we need to hold on to these things.
4: We're across the board going for Norwood to beat South Adelaide as we should, as this being a Norwood show. Your thoughts about the other game, um, the second semi-final? Uh,
0: I I think it'll be a really great game, close game. Love that it's at night as well,
4: Uh, but I'm tipping the base.
5: I'd love to see the Eagles get up, but I'm thinking the base by a couple of goals.
4: Look, I've been tipping against the Basel year and they keep proving me (laughs) wrong. And I'm going for it one more time. I just am off the belief. I just reckon Glenelg would have loved a a game last weekend. I reckon that would have been ideal for them. I know that this is beyond their control. We've had the two weeks off with COVID and the SNFL. I think probably a wise decision to move the grand final back to the week after the AFL grand final. I love it. I think it's great from a fan and a media perspective, but I just don't think it's done too many favours to the uh, the top team. I do think ultimately if they go down, they win the preliminary and they probably then are a, a really good shot in the grand final, but I reckon they might just be a little bit underdone. Um, hey, you've got a show coming on straight after this. Tell me what's on Eagles Radio. Uh,
0: Eagles Radio went to talk to Super Coach Jay Cheedy. Of course. Uh, and Dan Menzel's on the show as well. So uh, yeah, looking forward to that. That'll Eagles, be fantastic. Eagles Radio. And don't forget on uh, Saturday. Both games covered by SENSA. Myself and Mark Ross calling both games on Saturday. would be great.
4: So there you have it. Uh, Paul Bonsor calling with Mark Ross.
0: Yes, hopefully the, the weather's f- a
5: bit better for you this time, uh, Bons. No, it's I heard nice you on Sunday. <laughs> I thought you were going to get blown, blown to pieces.
4: No, it's nice and
0: comfortable in the back of the uh, stand there It at just Adelaide. like
5: you're under attack. Yeah. The rain coming <laughs> down on the roof.
4: Uh, absolutely fantastic, Paul. Appreciate you coming in. Looking forward to hearing you uh, on Thanks, air straight after this. Well, that wraps us up. We've got a massive afternoon on. Saturday. We're taking on South Adelaide. We hope to see all of the red and blue army there. As you heard from Rob Harding earlier in the show, get into the merchandise store because there's finals merchandise. Pick it up tomorrow. Head to the game on Saturday wearing your proudly your red and blue merchandise. Looking forward to seeing everyone there. We take on South Adelaide from 3.15. Hang around and see the second semi-final. Watch the Eagles and Glenelg beat the Jesus out of each other and then maybe we'll get ready for a big preliminary final the week after. Thanks very much everyone. Hope you've enjoyed your company. I hope you've been Join our company on Red Redlegs Radio. We'll see you at the footy. Keep your
2: eye on the red and the Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. All thanks to McDonald's Makers together and loving it. TNCs apply.